everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of according to rp on wjms media powered by black ivy media it's your girl rita pierre your host and as always i hope you guys are striving thriving and surviving in these streets so guys we are in 2023 we made it I really do hope that this year brings you all, all the love, the joy, the peace, the prosperity, the dollar, dollar bills, the fame, the fortune, all that your hearts desire. I hope that you receive it in this new year of 2023. I know that every year we go through this whole spiel that this year is going to be better than the next year, but for whatever reason, I feel it in my heart and in my soul, that this year is going to be the very best year ever. And I feel like you guys feel it too, because there's a different tone in the posts that I'm seeing. There's a different tone in the voices of you all when you guys are manifesting this greatness. And I truly do believe, despite whatever is going to be going on in this world, recession, whatever, that this year will be the best year yet. I think this is going to be the year that our platforms elevate. I think this is the year that the dollars will be flowing in our pockets. I think that this is the year that many of us will see medical breakthroughs. So I'm really really hoping that we all keep the faith and continue to manifest the greatness that is to come in our lives. So today is also Haitian Independence Day. You guys know I am a big zo. So shout out to all of my Haitians out there that are celebrating the 219th year of independence of our beautiful and beloved island, Haiti. So with Independence Day, you all know, if you know a Haitian, you know what we're doing today. We are drinking soup, we are eating Haitian bread, we are eating Haitian patties, and we are drinking Haitian chocolate. For those of you who don't like chocolate, we're drinking tea. And this Haitian soup is supposed to be had for several days. I always say there's a 72-hour a period of soup drinking. I this year will not be engaging in the 72 hour of soup drinking. I think I'm only going to adhere to today. (laughs) But I hope that all of you Haitians out there are enjoying the special day. 219 years is nothing to sneeze at. I hope that your Independence Day is as wonderful, is as beautiful, and is as enriched with Haitian soup jumu. (laughs) as possible. So today we have an amazing show with an amazing guest by the name of Ruth Fleury. Ruth is a Haitian American children's book author and a book publishing coach. So I know that many of us have been struggling with this idea of writing a book. In fact, many of us have already started writing the book, but for whatever reason, we can't finish it. 
So hopefully today's show will give you guys some inspiration to help you keep pushing forward and to get the job done. I am one of those people. So (laughs) I am not just, you know, preaching to a choir. I'm also a member of the choir. But before we get into the meat of the show, this is a shameless, not so shameless plug. You guys, if you've been tuning in, you know that our documentary Black Women in Small Business is out. I released it on December 4th, my birthday. So we are still less than a month out and we have about 4.6K views on YouTube. I am so excited about that. But guess what, guys? My network is large. Your network is larger. I know that we can get it up from there. So I am urging you all, if you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel and watched the documentary, please do so now. If you are new to the According to RP platform and are wondering, where can I get this goodness? You can hop on over to our uh, YouTube page at Black Ivy Media and check out the documentary Black Women in Small Businesses. If for whatever reason this seems a little too hard for you, we are on Instagram, Black Ivy Media. Just go straight to the link in the bio and you can actually click directly to the YouTube channel, making it easy for you guys across the platforms. But really, again, thank you so much to the participants. Thank you so much to those who have already watched it, have shared it with your friends. Even though with Black women and small businesses, this is something that can be watched by all because it's all about inspiration. It's all about motivation. And I mean, regardless of your race, your creed, whatever, we all need some of that, right? And so these women, I think, did an amazing job of sharing their stories and giving encouragement to those who want to get into business or who already are in business and just needed that little push to continue moving forward. Also, guys, don't forget that According to RP is available on all streaming platforms. So if you have not done so already, please subscribe to According to RP, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever it is that you enjoy your podcast, subscribe to According to RP. You guys know the subscriptions matter. You guys know the likes matter, the comments matter. All of that stuff matters. And we are trying to elevate this year. We were elevating. All 2022, but we are trying to get, we're trying to get up there. We're trying to get to the bag. We're trying to get somewhere. (laughs) And you guys can help us by subscribing, liking, and sharing the podcast. Share the podcast. So you guys can also be the first to know whenever a new episode drops of According to RP. You don't have to stalk the Instagram. If you subscribe, you will get that notification. With that being said, everyone, Again, happy, happy new year. Looking forward to all of the amazingness that I am going to see and experience this year. And without further ado, we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Ruth Fleury. Ruth, please say hello. Hello. No, hi, guys. (laughs) You know, I love to have a good time. Listen, (laughs) listen, we've been having a good time for a while now. You guys have not been here behind the scenes. We have been kicking for a while. (laughs) Well, my name is Ruth Fleury, and I am the author of Hyper Kids, So They Say, and Moving Real. 
All right. So you guys heard it. She is an author. You know, we've had a couple of authors on this platform over the years. I love my authors. I, I'm an avid reader, uh, but I love my nice. authors. Um, so Ruth, you got to give us a little more. Like, where are you from? We know yes, that you're an author, okay. but let, right. give me a little more. Well, Ruth Flurry. So I am from Brooklyn, New York, from Crown Heights. All right. And then my parents moved me into Canarsie, but originally <laughs> still Crown Heights and um, born and raised. My parents are from Haiti, so I'm Haitian American. Yes, I speak Creole. Bloop, 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 bloop. Not bloop, bloop, but bloop, bloop. Maybe it's bloop, bloop. Maybe that's it. We've been trying to figure out what is the Haitian hype noise because the Jamaicans got bloop, bloop, bloop. But I'm like, but what do Haitians have? So maybe bloop, bloop. I don't know. I don't know. I always hear them say, sac passe, say. Yeah, but I'm like, there has to be a... Hi, I don't know, right? but we're gonna figure it out. We're, we're gonna, gonna find out. It out. Help us out, guys. guys seriously, <laughs> but yes, okay. So, uh, Crown Heights Haitians moved you to Canarsie. I know yes. that. I know that scenario very yes. well. A lot of my cousins, unfortunately, mm. have been uprooted mm-hmm. um, from civilization to go to Canarsie. <laughs> No, you're not alone. This is a very typical, you know what it is with Haitians? It's it's a couple of moves, right? You either leave, you know, the quote unquote hooded areas to go to Canarsie. That's when you've come up or you go to Long Island. Yes. It's it's either (laughs) Canarsie or Long Island. Like that's usually it. So that's true. Or they just move out of the state. They're like, ah, I'm done. I'm done in New York. That too. That too. That too. All right. Yes. So, so, and then you're an author, you said. Yes. Okay. Um, I am a former kindergarten teacher. So this is where it stemmed from, you know, just in the classroom when I saw the children were not able to read or maybe just some hardship. And just thinking during the pandemic, um, why children are not really interested? And then just saying, you know what? I want to be a voice for a group. You know, I can, Slowly, I'm going to be, you know, but um, just giving them a book where they can feel connected, right? And if they feel connected, they see themselves and it's enjoyable, they'll be able to pick up that book and read it. Okay. So when did you start writing children's books? 2020, during the pandemic. All right. Another pandemic pandemic business. All right. Shout out to that. Shout out (laughs) to that. Listen, the pandemic had everybody creating. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so what was your first book? Because I know you've, you have a, a few of them here. This is the first one. Okay. Yeah, so Hyper so Kids, say. So They Say. Tell me a little bit about this book, Hyper Kids, So They Say. I feel like I understand yes. where this is going. <laughs> and I feel like especially in our community, in our black community, our little boys especially get labeled as being like mm-hmm. hyper ADHD, mm-hmm. all this Bad. stuff. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about what inspired Hyper Kids, So They Say. Yes. I love it. Okay. So... I had time. Well, okay, a little background. Um, so during the pandemic, prior to the closing where we were at the shutdown, um, I was a guidance counselor, a part-time school guidance counselor. And it became challenging at home with my children trying to help them get in for remote learning and just, again, trying to get the kids to come on to have the counseling sessions. So I had to make a difficult decision, but I had to resign. And during that time, I had a little bit more free time. So... After supporting my children to get into their remote learning classes, I just started to write. I thought about a story that resonated with my oldest son and also me as a former kindergarten teacher. Um, I say my school sons, right? The ones that they labeled as most difficult students. And I just started to write, started to write the story. After writing the story, I shared it with my family. 
They were excited. They were interested. They loved the story. And I said, really? They was like, Mom, you should really write this. You should really publish this. And I said, okay. I shared it with a few more people, family and friends, and they also enjoyed it and said that they feel like this is going to be valuable for other kids out there. They need to hear the story. So I went along and said, okay, I'm going to publish it. And I got um, a book coach along the way because it was a, something new to me. But again, what inspired me, just to go back to answer your question, is my son and my former students that were misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I felt like they needed someone that was genuine and they felt like cared about them to support them. Just like we help them learn how to read and write, how to ride a bike. Again, if a child's not able to manage and have that self-discipline, that's our job to help them and support them. Okay. Yeah. And I love that because, again, you know, I have a son. He's 16 years old. And he was, you know, he was a hyper kid too, right? Mm-hmm. My brother, I think about my brother who's yeah. like now 37, <laughs> but I remember him in school, like in church, he was the kid that was always under the benches, under the pews. <laughs> He was always trying to find something, something, you know, and it's not until I got older and having my own son and really kind of like taking stock of like what I'm witnessing where it's like a lot of our black boys, especially are like, you know, they're high energy. And I think that, you know, the school system, for whatever reason, they don't necessarily hone in or even embrace and nurture like that energy Energy, instead yep. they see it as you're problematic because it's like you're causing me to do 10 times, times more, more work. work yeah exactly and oh he, he has problems oh let's go take him to the doctor you know or he needs medication or special ed or special a lot ed. my brother yes. was in special ed yes. for most of his school career and it wasn't because he needed special ed yes. i think it's because yeah. he was hyper see what i love now about the school system is that I see a lot of teachers having that effort. A lot of Miss Brooks in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put that effort in and being intentional when they're doing their lesson plans to integrate movement. Mm. So that's really great because that's going to help the kids that do have high energy. If they see that they're able to move around and release that energy, then you could connect to them and you can also get them engaged in their lesson, which is mm. great. No, that's I definitely great. love that. So with this particular book, um, like, like, where can we find it? How's it being marketed? You know, I want to okay, know, like, yes. is this book, I mean, can we find it in stores? Can we find it in schools? Like, you know, are teachers using it in class? Yes. Like, what's happening with this book? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, it's available at the, that's one accomplishment, like a month ago I found out. <laughs> but it's in the, currently in Brooklyn Public Library. Oh, nice. Is that is yes. a big deal. Yes. And it is available on Barnes & Noble um, on the website. I'm working on getting it into the stores and it's also available on Amazon. I do have three versions. I have the board book. I have a paperback and also a hardcover. Um, I went along with the the board book is only available on my website, but I went and I outsourced it because I thought about the babies, the younger children. I have my child's not even two yet and he loves the book. We've read it. He knows the main character. He knows what's going on. And I said, you know what? For the parents that want to start early, and I've got a lot of feedback saying they want to start um, creating a library at home, I figured why not create a board book for the babies as well so the parents don't have to worry about the pages being ripped mm-hmm. or it being destroyed. So the board book is available, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. No, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the concept of it. And again, I think that these... Yeah. Um, these stories yes. are going to be helpful, you know, not yeah. just obviously for the, for, for the child, but yes. I mean, for parents who are, tr- who want to understand what's happening, happening with their kid. Right. Yes. Cause a lot of times Correct. we 
listen to the teachers who's like, your kids are problematic. Yeah. We listen to the doctors who want to say the kids have ADHD. Yeah. And it's only really because they're like, they're just, you know, they're just a little active, active right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Which I want to shed light on. When we're going out there into the world, whether it's party or even the workforce, right? You want someone that's energetic. You need someone to have the energy to get the work done, right? Mm-hmm. Or even in a party, if someone is not hype or like, you know, moving up the crowd along is boring. You're not going to want to be there, right? So there's great qualities in that. It's just knowing a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. So some coaching yeah. right? <laughs> is involved <laughs> with these kids. And it's yes. true because as adults, you know, we look for coaching. It's like, wouldn't it be amazing if we can start coaching children, you know, at such a young age on how to like, you know, harness this energy and exactly. like, you know. Um, and they listen. Yeah. They will listen. Trust me. I, let me mention, I do have an in-home daycare. I've worked with the younger ones, you know, the high energy, the quiet ones. So on both ends, because sometimes you'll have parents come in like, oh, she's so quiet. Oh, she's, oh, he's not talking. Does my child have a problem? And I'm the one to say, no, give them some time. They need exposure to mingle with their peers, with teachers that are being intentional and helping them. And then wait and see. Now, mm-hmm. if that time comes before a certain age, then yes, go out and get early intervention. Just want to shed light on that. A lot of time, parents, they shy away from it, especially in the Caribbean, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Or Haitians. I was, you know, but Caribbean environments, I think, is, oh, my child has a problem. But no, early intervention is beneficial. It's going to help your child so that way you, your child won't go into special education when they go into grade school. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, one thing I'm thinking about as you're talking about, you know, the 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 overactive child, right? The yes. hyper kid. <laughs> and you're talking about the kids that don't speak. Sometimes it's good to pair them together yes. because that that over that That's hype true. man kid yes. might be the one to like break that quiet child like out of their shell, so, right? So I think sometimes true. it's good to have a mix of that in the classroom yes. because kids sometimes feed off each other's energy. They do. They do. And then we'll just coach them to say, you know, a timer, you know, we're going to stop because we're going to give so-and-so a moment to speak. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I agree. Okay. You know, the other thing that's coming to mind, you know, as you are an educator, right? Especially of kindergartners, which Lord bless your soul because... I am not the one with that kind of patience. I always say teachers are saints because, mo- yeah, the pandemic taught me that I would never, never be able. Right? That's not for you. When I had to try to teach my kid, I was like, what is this math? What is happening here? Like, teachers need all the dollars. Give them the dollars because I'm not doing it. Wow. That's funny. But, but it for me, it highlights the importance of having teachers who actually care. Because yes, I think yeah. a lot of people go into the industry yeah. for, you know, Know, various reasons you know summers off vacations or maybe they're like ah i don't know what to do with my life let me just go teach kids but they don't yeah. understand like the role that they're playing mm, in yes. the lives of the children so i mean when you're talking about you know the curriculum building and adding movement i feel like yes. it has to be someone who cares like it has yeah. to be somebody who cares to do that yes yes it's, like i said I, I love what i'm seeing um what I've been doing also when I'm on social media, if I've, I've encountered a, a teacher, even admin, administrator, that's just being intentional and connecting with the children, I reach out to them. And I said, kudos to you. Keep doing what you're doing. We need more people like that. I love it. Just a word of encouragement. In case they're not hearing it elsewhere, at least 
someone said something to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. teaching, I will say, is a thankless job. You know, yeah. I, I know several teachers. And like I said, I think before the pandemic, people mm-hmm. were just like, listen, <laughs> let the teacher deal with it. That's not my problem. I don't want to like, what's uh-huh. your teacher saying? And when the parents had to have a taste of what teaching, like, it's not even just teaching, like, Having these kids in your presence, presence twenty, yes. I was like, send them, back. send them back to school now. <laughs> send them back with a mask. Just send them back. <laughs> That's funny. A lot of times, like, hallelujah, they need to go back. This is not for me. Right. When they me. gave that option, like, have the kids hybrid. I'm like, I'm like, you're going to school. You are going to school. <laughs> Mom, I enjoy spending time with you. No, no, back to school. Double back mask, to school. go to school. Like, I'm not dealing with this. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, man. So I know that you have this book out. Are there any other books on the horizons? You know, I love exclusive. So be, you know, feel free to drop them here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I have a few people that's been pushing me and telling me, when is the second book coming? Are you working on it? Um, So I was in school and it's just been a lot. Thank God I'm done now. Amen. So, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, yes, I started working on the um, Hyper Kid. So they say two, but it won't be the same title. <laughs> but it's going to be a continuation of that book. So, yes, I am working on book number two. And um, I want to share my, sis- my, my sister, excuse me, my daughter. <laughs> she wrote a book. Oh, nice. Fun time. Yes, we wrote a book together um, and I published it for her. So it's Fun Times with Mom. Um, she was really determined. She's like, Mom, I want to be like you. You wrote a book. I really want to write a book. I said, let's wait. Let's wait. But she was on my tail. She said, no, Mom. So we did publish it um, nice. right before her birthday in October. How old yeah. is she? She's seven. Seven years old. She's already a published author. Yes. I love it. I love yes. that for us. Yeah, Right? For us. Yep. We have to mm-hmm. support each other. <laughs> so where can we find her book? On Barnes & Noble. So she's on Barnes & Noble's too. Yes, okay. on the website. Yes. Okay, seven <laughs> <laughs> yes fun times with mom by runisa fl yes i love it i love it i love that you, you know like like you're bringing your children into this world and encouraging yes. them right because i imagine yes. you know when we were kids our parents unfortunately you know we're yeah. not as encouraging it's like oh no. you want to write a book that's nice that's nice right <laughs> That's nice. Here's a piece of paper. <laughs> staple it together and Here's call it a day. <laughs> right. Or you want to read? Here's the Bible. You know, like. <laughs> and Lofini, come sing. Let's go. Right. You know. And God, you know, God bless them. I guess they didn't understand. They didn't know the opportunities. Right. Yes. Um, but I love that. I love that your daughter is already a published Thank author. You. At the age of seven. seven yes. Okay. So when I had such like, oh. I'm not waiting till the year changed. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. My oldest son, he started to write, but he's he's still in the works. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, listen, you know, it's 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 not for everyone. It's not. Right? Yes. It's not for everyone. So at least he's trying. And if he doesn't like it, yeah. it is what it is. It is. Yep. So I know outside of being the published author that you are, there are other business ventures (laughs) that you are looking into. So I want to talk about that. Tell me about these other business ventures. All right. Yes. So God willing, I will be launching a book coaching service um, in January, the end of January. So stay tuned guys. But just like um, I've received the support along the way, 
And it was really good for accountability and just having someone to go to if I had any questions. I also want to be that resource for others, writers who may have written and have their story sitting there and then push forward or even thinking about starting to write. So I want to be that support as well. So I will be providing book coaching services soon. Okay. So give us a little more detail about what a service like that would entail. So I know the accountability part is big, right? Because Lord knows if I had an accountability, (laughs) my book would have been done two years ago. I I am nice. guys. You guys remember two years ago? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I had I had the cover out and everything. So I'm oh. working on an anthology called. Um, I don't even, now I'm like go, drawing a blank, <laughs> but it's basically girl. I'm tired, yes. but it's basically on uh, black female attorneys, right? Mm. The road to Esquire. There we go, guys. Yes. You everybody who listens to According to RP knows that I have these brains. Uh, farts as they call it where you know I'm just like what am I talking about now I swear I'm not on drugs but you know but I'm so you know the the days go by and you're like so tired right but yeah and so I actually collected all of the um, writings from you know various attorneys who contributed but it's just the fact that so I you know the part of the process is because of how I was going about it is that I, I was going to work through an agency and there's oh, a financial cost yeah. with working through this agency. And I was bearing that cost. cost. I didn't ask the contributors to, to actually. So that kind of, you know, derailed the process a little bit and then okay. waiting for people to turn in their submissions. submissions yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And then yeah. and then life happening. So. It's something that I'm still moving forward with. It's just the fact that time kind of like, you know, time elapsed, things happen. But I think if I had an accountability coach, it would allow me to put either more fire under people's tails. That's true. Deadlines. Deadlines. And then also maybe finding an alternative route than the, you know, the agency Agency. that wouldn't be as costly to really produce uh, the book. So. It's I, coming out, guys. Twenty twenty three. It's okay, coming out. You know, it's coming out soon. It, it's coming out. I I plan to have it out regardless, like whether yeah. it's through this agency or maybe a self publishing route, which I you know maybe we could talk about offline. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's happening. But so aside from accountability, like yes. what other services could people expect if they are interested in yeah. hiring a, a book, book coach? coach? Okay. Um, along the process, basically tell them about the different um, platforms that they can use for resources, let's say for editing, um, let's say if they wanted to get a second opinion or third opinion. Also, if it's a children's book or even, yeah, children's book with illustration, maybe recommendations as well. Um, so just finding out the websites with there where they can go and just having someone that can guide you and be with you along the steps. So we would meet either weekly, bi-weekly, or it could be monthly based on your need. Um, but you'll have someone there kind of like holding your hand mm-hmm. <laughs> along the way through the process. Um, and editing, definitely. We off- would offer the editing services. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely, you know, key, especially the editing piece. Yes. Um, because, you know, we can, we can be amazing writers, but the yeah. editing is it, like, it's it's key. It's big, right? It's and big. formatting also depending on what it's a headache. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> the platform we have to yes. So that would right. we also have support with that as well. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. No, this is very helpful because, you know, I know I know a lot of people who are interested in writing yeah. books. You know, they always yeah. say that everybody has one book in them. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and I think that people, you know, they are, uh, I don't know, they're kind of scared of the process a little bit yeah. because they're just like, you know, what is what this? Is, do right? I have the time? Do I have the money? Like, I think it's a little daunting, that task. It appears it's daunting. True. It's true. Because, um. I, before going self-published route and hiring a book coach, um, I thought about doing, going the traditional route, but then I wouldn't have, if I did, if I continued, then I, my book wouldn't have been here right now because of the cost. Right. It's and very costly. Exactly. So I definitely agree. And it's possible. So I'm, again, I want to use my experience to help others to make them understand that you can do it. If this is what you want to do and you want to pursue, then you definitely can make it happen. Right. And self-publishing it does not mean a cheap looking book i think no. that's the other thing too yeah. that has stopped people they're like i don't want yeah. a pamphlet stapled together <laughs> you know and call it a book because we've seen that right we've that's seen true. people you know that's go true. to kinko's and mm -hmm. you know make some photocopies and they're like here's yeah. my pamphlet so it's like i think a lot of times yeah. like i'm looking at your books right now and i'm like these books yeah. are very professional i would yeah. never for people who don't understand yeah, the industry, I true. would never think that this is a self-published book. You're right. I would have right. thought that this is something that came out of some agency that yeah. formatted and put it together. Yeah. So I think that that's something that's maybe a myth, right? That yes. self-publishing is a is like a dollar book. Yeah, you're correct because some people ask me like, "Oh, who's your publisher?" If I, if, if you don't mind me asking, I'm like, "Oh, mm. <laughs> me." So you're right. You're absolutely right. And it takes time. We can't rush the process as well, you know, making sure that you get a good quality and a, a good illustrator, um, good publishing, I mean, printing, excuse me, company as well. Okay. That matters. Yeah. So with self-publishing, particularly, let's just stick to the genre that we know here, the children's books, right? Yes. What would be the estimated cost of you putting this together? If somebody's thinking okay. about writing children's books, like what can they look at in terms of the cost for self-publishing? Publishing. Okay. Um, let's talk about the illustrations because that could be costly too. Mm. That could be costly depending exactly what you want. Like if you really want it more detailed and the features, then that could be more. So if you, I didn't do that route, but let's say if you did, um, it could be on average per page, one hundred dollars. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, one hundred dollars per page. I, I found a few illustrators. They're good, but mm -hmm. like, mm -mm. but let's say if you're okay with the cartoon, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't have to be really detailed. Then I would say, on average, um, maybe like twenty to twenty five dollars per page. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the average page of a children's book, like the how many pages is is hyper kids? Okay, so so they say, say, okay, so at least to pass formatting, it has to be at least twenty six pages. I see. Okay. At least, yeah. If it's less than that, then you're not gonna be able to upload it. You mm -hmm. have to go ahead and keep writing or add some more. <laughs> okay, okay. So at least twenty six pages. Yeah. Okay. And this is twenty six. Okay. And so with in terms of editing, I guess how like what what cost like what's um, the cost for that or estimate so with my book coach he provided that service mm. but i like to get um i wanted to get like a second or third opinion so i did that and i did use fiverr um but again with again you just don't know because it's a trial right trial mm -hmm. and error um so for me going there i would say maybe 
On average, depending on who you pick, could be $50 or more. Oh, wow. So this is definitely With, not the thousands of dollars. No. Like the agencies. Like no. the agency like that I that I was working with. I mean, it didn't sign a contract, so at least yeah. I'm good there. <laughs> but the initial like breakdown was it was like several thousands of dollars. And that's why, for those of you tuning in wondering why my book is not out yet, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Because, you know, at yeah. first, you know, again, pandemic, you're like, okay, I got my savings. savings I'm good. Yeah. And then life happened. And then, you know, things happen. It's like, oh, that money, yeah. thousands of dollars is not available anymore. Yeah. For me, the company, I, I looked out for two. But another thing people need to know as well, um, if you do traditional route, your book may not be accepted. That's mm-hmm. one thing I learned through the process, too. Um, I didn't go with a lot of companies, but just talking to other authors as well. If you do want to do traditional, they may reject your book. The manuscript as well. So oh, that's wow. something to think about and just to know. Um, whereas, again, the self-publishing route is it's you. You know, you get opinions from other people that you trust and you know. I um, mean, you go about that way. But at least your book won't be rejected, you know? Right, 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 right. But that's something for you to you know keep in mind. Um, but the agency that I, I reached out to and they did accept my manuscript, it was going to start out. With five thousand, I don't Jesus. know exactly what, but five thousand, yeah, upfront. Jesus, upfront. and and upfront. that that was the thing too. Yeah. It's the upfront cost, not yeah. even a payment plan. No, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to do payment no. plans. They were like, we don't know if this upfront. car. <laughs> <laughs> we like they're like nah. And there's we additional did. courses with certain services after that. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> It, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh so man. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this sounds promising. I feel like every yes. time I speak to an author, I become more and more motivated. Yeah. I mean, the book is pretty much it's almost complete. I think I was working on the foreword, so it's nice. Yeah. So it's almost so there, guys. It's, it's almost there, but now, <laughs> but now I may actually reevaluate this self-publishing thing because it sounds like it's actually more We're feasible. We gotta talk. We gotta talk. Because I'm telling you guys, 2023. Listen. <laughs> Listen, it's a big year. It's a big year for according to RP. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Okay, cool. So you're launching the business January. In general, yes. How Now, people are probably wondering, how do I get in contact with this girl? Does she have Instagram? <laughs> Does she have a website? Email? Yes. What can you drop for us? All right, guys. So you can contact me and contact me today. Don't wait for tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> On IG, um, SOT Publishing, which stands for Scholars of Tomorrow Publishing, but it's SOT Publishing. And my website is um, www.scholarsoftomorrowpublishing. Again, www.scholarsoftomorrowpublishing.com. And email, if you want to contact me via email, is s.o.tpublishing at gmail.com. All right. I love it. So those of you who are aspiring writers, she basically just let you know, this process, I mean, it's not easy, no. but it's not thousands of dollars. So the average Joe or average Jane <laughs> can be a published author. Yes, like you can correct. fulfill that goal because I know that's exactly. a goal for so many people. It like is. they want to it say is. that they are a public. They want to be able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So it, share their story, beautiful, yeah. wonderful stories that they have to share. So yes, I have a lot of people that have been saying along this way. Like I've wrote, a, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot along the way. Once they know I have a book, they're like, wow, I wrote a book and it's here. Like I have all the illustration. It's just a matter of publishing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Do you think you might venture out of the children book writing world and enter into like, you know... Okay, I'm talking about you, right? I need to talk about me yes, too because yes. I've been sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is going to say thing. Listen, I've been this sitting is, on this it. Yeah, I do. I bring I bring the things out. I bring it all out. So, so share with so, us. Okay. So initially, when I contacted the book coach, um, which his name is Gio Doris, he we spoke about the I book know, that I wanted I to write about. I think I know Gio Doris. You probably do. Yeah, we went to St. John's together. Really? Yes. We went to 189 together. Oh, shout out to St. Church. Shout out to St. John's University. Saint, wow. Yeah, we went to St. Because I'm like, I, I'm like, yes. Small world. Yeah, we, yeah, we went to St. John's together. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yep. Gio. I didn't know that's what he was doing. Now I have to hit him yes. up. Yes. Yes. He's good. And um, so we spoke about me. I wanted to write, well, I'm, I'm a mother of five. Um, so and, you'd, just, and you'd never know it, guys. You would never know it. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out now. I'm <laughs> a mother of five. And one thing I'll share now is that I did have five C-sections. Mm. Hard, you know, the first one was woof, very difficult. But um, I know, very difficult. That is four more. But yeah. interesting, <laughs> though, because they the doctors usually say three, no more than three. three. No more than three, yes. So... Not to say to tell others to go out there and do it, but just, you know, if they ever fall into a predicament, not to give up. And, you know, because it's scary. You might feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like you said. Yeah, I had one. And I that's why I only have one. one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My first experience was horrible. But and I thought I was going to die. But thank God I'm here. So I just wanted to create a a book for mothers, especially first time moms Mm -hmm. that's out there. Just to have a resource because I didn't have that. Right. You know, I wish I did. And I didn't. I didn't have that support that I needed then you know mm-hmm. um so i wanted to write about it so i'm working on that as well it's just i want to make sure i had time i didn't want to rush it let's mm-hmm. do it but then i went ahead i told him it was two books i wanted to write about that and also the children's book and i already had this the manuscript so i pushed forward with that but it's in the work guys it's in the work it'll be out soon i can't tell you when but soon will, will it be 2023 god willing god 2023 willing. so you heard it here first <laughs> I don't know the yes. name of this book, but you heard it here first. Ruth Fleury will be coming out with her book yes. uh, about, you know, motherhood and her experience in the year of 2023. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, so yes. we look forward to having you back on the show yes, to talk definitely. about that book. <laughs> yes, God willing, yes. So what advice do you have for individuals who, again, are thinking about writing a book or for individuals who are like, listen, I'm not a writer. I would love to write a book. I have a story to share, but I'm not a writer. Like, it's just not my thing. Like, I'm, you know, grammar has never been my My thing. thing. I could barely string two sentences together. But like, what would you tell these people? Great, great question, because I've encountered people that have come to me and said, like, I do have a story, but I need help. I'm not that great in this or that. And there's a way for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are apps. And also, even if for free, you can use your cell phone. If you have your iPhone, I'm not too sure about the Android, but iPhone. Yes. You can go on. We're not, we're not sure about the Android. <laughs> Let's be clear. Because listen, I am, I am iPhone all day. I make sure. Listen, we, we do not know about the Android. Okay, so we're going to talk about the iPhone, guys. <laughs> you can go on, there's um, the mic, right? If you say you're going to go into your email, the mic part, you can start talking. Just talk to the phone, you know, about the story that you have. 
Let it fill up, you know, fill up the page. And we can also use that as a manuscript. We could transfer that into a Google Doc um, and start to edit and start to bring your story to light. So there's still a way for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. They don't have to worry about that. And that's why, again, you would need support. You would hire a book coach, Mimi, and um, support <laughs> you. <laughs> Mimi meaning Ruth Fleury. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> to support you um, and, you know, go along the way. But the first step is you because you you have your story um, and there's no other way. You're the author. So you want to make sure you put that down on paper or put it down on text. It doesn't have to be a pen and pencil. As I just said, you could use your phone or your device, your tablet, whatever you have to use the mic and start talking into it. Speak your story and we'll worry about the other one next about formatting it. Yeah. Okay. Now I hear a lot about ghostwriting. I yes. know that there are a lot of companies that offer ghostwriting for thousands of dollars. Yes. You know, like <laughs> that. Yes. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I saw, I saw some, cause I have a couple, you know, I've always had stories in me. Yes. Um, but I'm like a ghostwriter sounds attractive. Cause you know, I don't have all the time Design. in the world, but I'm like, I don't got thousands of dollars. <laughs> make that happen right like $12,000 I'm like this is crazy I'm like are you gonna guarantee me 12,000 in sales like what is gonna happen here but talk to me about that because I think some people may be curious about you know ghostwriting because maybe they're like yeah I hear you Ruth about talking into my iPhone yes but you know I I feel feel like time for that huh right well if they would like that service as well then we can talk we can talk about it as well (laughs) We can talk because you still want to have an idea just of how, what, what's this story? Just hearing them out and getting some couple of information and then again, make it come to light, you know, be creative and make it come to light. Right. That's possible guys. So reach out. (laughs) Yeah. Cause even, even with the ghostwriting, there's still, you still have to be an active participant. Right. Cause if that's the case, it's not your book. Book. For those folks out there, come on. Right? <laughs> you have to do something. You got to do something, you know? I mean, and if that's too much for you, that means this is not your ministry. <laughs> someone did approach me about that and it said, and it sounded like the person wanted me to write the whole book, but what what part are you playing in it? Because at that point, it's my story. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The last thing I, because, you know, as we talk, like more and more things come to mind. I want to talk about the the pen names because there are a lot of people who may have stories that they want to share. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, for example, you know, in our community, there's a lot of unfortunately a lot of trauma that has gone on. And people want to talk about the trauma, but the people who cause them the trauma are still alive. And so they want to share their story, but they're like, do I got to wait for this person to die so I can, you know, write this story? You know what I mean? So I know a lot of people are interested in like the pseudo names and the pen names and things like that. But how does that work when you're trying to promote the book? So if I Mm. if I have a story about. And I'm, this sounds morbid, guys, but this is the reality of like yeah. either sexual abuse yes. or domestic violence. But the person who, you know, they're alive, alive. here yeah. and I don't want to cause family drama, whatever. Like, I, I know I could write the book yeah. under a, a quote unquote pseudo name mm-hmm. or fake name. Yeah. But when it comes to promoting, yeah. how does one, you know, promote their book under a fake name? <sighs> Wow. <laughs> it's actually no trauma, everybody. I just feel like um, one thing I would say is as just having a counseling background as well is that I would say the trauma, you, we do have to get therapy. Mm-hmm. You, need, you know, you want to make sure you 
get help first with that and be open and comfortable because that's mm. your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should not be afraid to talk about it. You don't have to name names, right? You can hide the names, but that's your story and that's your truth. And you want to, your purpose is to send a message to someone else so that they know what to do or they feel like they're not alone, right? Mm-hmm. That may be the purpose. So you have to be comfortable with being able to stand strong and to tell your story. Mm. So that's yeah. really what, that's really where it's at. It's about it's about, I guess, doing the inner work first, first before yes. you go and, you know, drop yeah. drop this, you know, bomb. Exactly. <laughs> because the thing is, because the reality is you could, ch- you could change the names all you want, what? but your family's going to be like, I know, I know this story. They talking about me. And that's a whole nother can of worms. Right. That come up. But you want to be strong because it's, you feel like I want to write this. This is what you want to do. It's not mm-hmm. about your family. But I always say, because, you know, in our community is. You know, there wasn't, they weren't so big about therapy, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you crazy if you go for that. Um, and you're not. It's, it's important to go and talk to someone that's not a family member. Um, you know, to know, to get guidance. It's you. You're not mm-hmm. going to tell you what to do, but just to have that support and, and guidance right. on making the right decision. So it is possible. I mean, it is it is possible to have a pseudo a pseudo name, but yes. I guess with the marketing, that's the piece that you'll have to figure out oh, and be a little yes. tricky because people do it all the time. Um, like yeah. they they sell books and under fake names all the, the time. time. Yeah. So I guess that's to protect something also because you know you want to be careful. Yeah, like if something happened in the past and it's took, you know you don't want it's still your story, but you don't have to say any names, put them out, expose the person. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. All right. Well, I mean, I think we covered a lot of ground here with respect to, you know, we talked a little bit about self-publishing. We talked about if you, you know, trying to drop some tea and don't want to have your name out there. (laughs) You know, Uh, we talked about your amazing book. Again, that's Hyper Kid, So They Say. And this is available on Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. On your website, please yes. let me know that website again. Okay, guys, come on, get your pen and paper. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> www.scholarsoftomorrowpublishing.com. All right. And so, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, with her special guest, Ruth Flurry. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. I of had fun. Thank no. you. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I love, you know, the bubbly personalities because oh. I feel like it makes the show go by, yes, you know, we fast. Have a good time. Because, right. you know, we mommies, you know, time away. From listen, the babies. listen. <laughs> And the hour is late. (laughs) But I'm enjoying it. (laughs) But with that being said, everyone, I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all on.